Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to Infertility and Me Podcast, a show that amplifies diverse stories about the struggles of infertility and fertility in a safe space. Our goal is to normalize fertility stories that validate, give hope, and create a community where no one is left silently suffering. Welcome back to another episode of Infertility and Me Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Farouk. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, you guys, for all of your downloads, your shares, for following on Instagram, for following on your preferred audio platform, and subscribing to the YouTube channel. None of this is possible without you guys' support of the podcast and helping our friends tell their stories their own way. And if you would ever like to tell your story on the podcast, please reach out to me at info at moniquefarouk.com. So today, you guys, we have a guest named Akitra Johnson Olatuye. She and her husband have been trying to conceive for a few years now. She's still in the thick of things like many of you, if not all of you listening and or watching today. And she is of advanced maternal age and she's still trying to conceive. She's on the path now to possibly surrogacy. And today in this episode, she shares with us her struggles to momhood and her losses and miscarriages through ectopic pregnancy as well as chemical pregnancies, stillbirth. So trigger warning if you've ever experienced any of those things, traumatic uh, situations that we do speak about that today in this episode. And Akitra also describes her desire for motherhood as a deep knowing that her baby is still waiting for her. And through this episode, she hopes to not only encourage herself, but to encourage and uplift you through her story and determination and faith. And so we will be back in just a second, you guys, with Akitra.
Alrighty, you guys, we are back with our girl Akitra Olatuye. Thank you, my dear, for coming onto the show and being so brave to do it while you're still in the midst of trying, you and your husband. I appreciate you for getting up so early this morning <laughs> and speaking to us. <laughs> Thank you. So how did you and hubby meet? How did that all transpire? Uh, I'm laughing because, well, it's kind of not such a sparkly story, but I, I guess it is. So we actually met through... A mutual friend. I was pretty adamant that I wasn't interested in dating anyone at the time, but the friend was like, you need to meet someone. You need to meet someone. I was like, no, I don't. I, I definitely don't. <laughs> and so she made the introduction. And uh, when I saw him, I was like, he's handsome, you know, okay. But I wasn't really trying to fall for anyone. And so I always joke with him and I call him my unexpected love because I wasn't expecting him <laughs> and I wasn't expecting to fall in love, but we, we just kind of did. And as much as I tried to back off, he was quite persistent. So I guess mm -hmm. he knew I was mm -hmm. what he wanted. Yeah. I love a man that's <laughs> sure of himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of felt like maybe he needed me more than I needed him. Mm -hmm. But in, in return, I, I find that I definitely needed him as well. So you know, it was kind of more of a spiritual connection, but, you know, of course the attraction was definitely there. That's what kind of kept me answering the phone and stuff. <laughs> you love it. I love it. That was beautiful. No, you said it's not sparkly, but it is because you, you came from a spiritual place and that's always a beautiful thing. So I love it. I love it. And I'm so glad things worked out for you guys. A lot of people don't get the opportunity to meet someone with that much of a connection. And so that's a blessing in my book. So you did good, girl. <laughs> Hubby did too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no problem. So did you did you always want to be a mom, Akija? Did you always have that motherly tingling sense? <laughs> Honestly, I think that I've always had the instinct, right, to be a mom. I'm the oldest of five and I'm also the oldest grandchild. You know, growing up when you're the oldest and I was the only girl for sixteen years, probably like any older sibling. I don't know if I'm gonna have kids because you know, you have to babysit and, you know, tend to the younger ones, but I think that I've, I have, you know, kind of always wanted to be a mom. I remember saying when I was growing up that I would like four children, two of my own, and then two I would adopt. And it's just ironic that I've actually conceived four times, but I don't have any living children. So that number four has been there since I was very, very young. But I think, yeah, I've always, you know, wanted to, to love on and mother someone. And I think I had a really great example in my mom and my grandma and my aunt. You told me offline that you've had some pregnancies, but they you you've lost chemical pregnancies, and so do you know the cause of it? Were you ever given any reason for the losses? To answer your question, have they given me reasoning for the losses? Well, the ectopic. I mean, you know, that's pretty much a given. I had never heard of it before. That was my first pregnancy, and it scared the living hell out of me. The second pregnancy, that one really took me there to deliver a stillborn. I found out when I was about five months pregnant that I was having some issues with my cervix. But this came from me constantly telling my doctor that I was feeling something and had like some pains. And the way I described it, you would think that they would have done something ahead of time, gone that long. The ectopic, they found out about that relatively quickly, like within the second month or something like that. I may have been about eight weeks at the most. So I, I didn't really know a whole lot about being pregnant. 
and what that felt like. But I knew that if I was feeling something like a tightness or something in my, you know, my, my abdominal area, my uterus, and it kept persisting, initially they thought I was having preterm labor. They found out that, you know, my, my cervix was opening too soon. And so I was placed on bed rest for some weeks. And then after that didn't work, I was hospitalized and I'm from Louisiana. And so at this time I was living in Louisiana. And so this was around Mardi Gras season. Anybody know anything about Mardi Gras? That's the biggest holiday of the year for us there. And my doctor at the time, this really, really popular and involved in the Mardi Gras cruise. And so he decided to put me in the hospital under the care of some of his associates and things did not go well. I delivered at six and a half months while he was at a Mardi Gras parade on a wow. float. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So sorry for your loss and your losses, I should say. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you having a boy? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt, I felt masculine energy when you were talking. That's why I asked. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. How long was it after you got married? that you guys began to discuss trying together? Almost immediately. (laughs) Almost immediately. Like I said, I knew that I wanted to be a mom. And I didn't want to wait. So I was, you know, the sooner the better. Why wait? We're married, was my thought. And I remember maybe about two or three months after we got married, I thought that I was pregnant. And I was like, you know, I'm never late. No, Not more than a day or two. And so I was late about a good seven days and I started to get nervous because I was like, oh, wow, you know, maybe I am. Wait and see. Things just seemed to go wrong. And I I went to the uh, I remember going leaving work and going to the emergency room. And I said, well, you know, if you did, you probably have already passed it. You know, it's kind of hard for us to tell. No confirmation and things like that, because I started to have some bleeding and stuff at the time. So, you know, I kind of just went home and I was pretty certain I was like a Maybe I had a chemical or, or something. I was like, I think I really think that I was because by this time I know my body. It was three years and some months before a true conception, if you will, or confirmed conception happened. And I'm, I think I was in denial at first, shocked and denial mm-hmm. and scared because, you know, I'm like I'm of a particular age and this is so exciting. And I've had so many other unfortunate and unsuccessful pregnancies. You know, you start to have those thoughts of can I just make it through the first trimester because I had a miscarriage before that one. And like, if I make it through the first trimester, I I know I'll be okay. Even if I have to have a cerclage, at least I I have an idea. I can speak with my medical professionals about my past experiences and advocate for myself. I know what I need. I know I need an ultrasound with a confirmation because I've had an ectopic. We need to make sure that the fetus is located in the uterus and not in the tubes. I know to advocate for an ultrasound for that as soon as I've my pregnancy is confirmed, you know, and then I know to advocate for them continuing to monitor my cervix and continue to monitor my placenta and make sure that things look okay. So those are two things that I'm pretty, that I'm, you know, certain on, but, you know, my fear was getting past the first trimester and kind of getting out of that miscarriage stage, if you will. Unfortunately, we did not. So, which brings us here today, still kind of wondering what we're going to do so that I can, we can become parents together. And so you told me also offline that you suffered from fibroids. Had you had them removed at this point? Oh yeah. 
The fibroids were removed quite some time ago. I actually had a huge fibroid. It was really big. And well, of course it needed to be removed, but the first miscarriage I had, they, they wanted to say it was because of the fibroid was so large that the fetus couldn't grow. So it was kind of pressing on the fetus. So it was really big and I had to have a myomectomy to have it removed. So yeah, there's no more fibroids and I have a little blockage in one of my tubes, but it hasn't stopped me from getting pregnant. I believe that blockage probably came from the ectopic when they had the laparoscopic yeah. procedure, but I've had three pregnancies since then. So it hasn't prevented me from getting pregnant three other times. Now, is it a hindrance? Has it been a hindrance in me conceiving in between those times? I think so. Because then the sperm has to try to navigate exactly. its way to the mm -hmm. right tube. So it, it's it, it, that's a possibility, but then maybe not. Have you had your eggs tested or done any kind of PGTA testing? Or have you had your egg um, no. reservation looked at by your specialist? I haven't. Nobody's recommended it, but and that's very unfortunate for me because that's something that could have been done a long time ago. It is That is the next step is to have some genetic testing done and to take a look at my egg reserve and just to kind of see what things are looking like there. I've been to a couple of fertility consultations, you know, where they've taken a look at my uterus and, and some other things. And according to them, um, everything looks good. Even with everything I did last summer prior to getting pregnant, the different procedures and different tests, outside of having a little blockage in that tube, everything yeah. else is fine. We do need to take a look and see what my eggs are looking like, what the reserve, reserves are looking like, and get some genetic testing done on myself and my husband just to ensure that there's not something there that we both have present that is preventing the pregnancies. And I ask because when we get over 35, our egg quality diminishes and our reserve yeah. drop day near by half. So making <laughs> sure and hoping that there's nothing else happening in there too at the same time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Since you have been healing since your last miscarriage back in November of 2021, what, what's getting you through right now? What's, what's keeping you, helping you hold on to faith, I should say? That's a good question. That seems to be a very common question for people to ask me 
lately because I've been trying to share so much in the process of healing. But, you know, initially I would say the drive just to continue on this journey of motherhood or my response would be I refuse to allow like my losses to get me down. You know, it's almost like a challenge to see who's going to win. However, most recently, just making the decision to look more into other options and to go a little bit more in-depthly into what is actually present, like the genetic testing and taking a look at my, you know, my ovaries and my egg quality. My sister, who's much younger than I am, she's in her 20s. She has had some trouble. We've had some of the same issues. However, she's been successful, her and her husband, and they have a son. And she can't carry any more because of a medical condition that occurred during her pregnancy with her son. However, she said to me that if she could carry, she would, but it'd be life-threatening for her. And the only thing that she could do is give me her eggs. So every week she's calling me like, when are you coming to get these eggs? Because <laughs> she's very fertile. And you know, when I was about her age, I was extremely fertile as well. And she's like, I, I just want you to come and get them because I'm not going to use them. <laughs> and so we make light of it. We make a joke about it. I think that is a great inspiration for me and a great motivation too, even though it's costly. But I know that that option is there and that would still give me a biological connection to my child. But I just have to keep trying because I kind of feel like my kids are there waiting for me, right? It's almost like a parent if you drop your children off at school. So you know where they are, but something happens along the way and you can't get to them. And they're just standing outside of the school waiting on you to pick them up. And it's taking you forever to get there. And you really want to go and get your kids. You don't want them to be standing outside in the cold or in the heat and they may be hungry. They may be unattended. You know they're there and they know that you're out there, but you just can't get to one another. And so what drives me is to try to find ways to get to them. And right now with my age, as a factor, even though I don't have to live in my age, right? But it is a factor that I have to consider to be realistic. I have more of a push and a drive than I've ever had before because I don't have the time that I had when I was in my 30s. I need to do it now. Then also I need to keep the momentum going. I want to have some energy and things like that when I have my kids when they're young. And, and I want to have to be able to say, you know, well, hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll be here when they're in their 30s and early 40s to see them experience some other things in life. So the time for me is now. And that's what motivates me and keeps me going. Mm -hmm. That's deep, girl. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think I think there will be many friends who will resonate with you and, and understand that feeling, especially since we are waiting a little bit longer for marriage and for children and living our best life, so to speak, for a little bit before we choose to settle down. And I think that's a very real concern. It, that's the thing about it. And I think it, it can happen to someone at any age, not just at my age, like when when something may or may not work for you. So let's say my body may not, it just may not work for me. But for me, conceiving successfully, conception can happen. But if you keep having miscarriages or if something happens and you, you can't deliver successfully with a healthy baby, then perhaps you may need to look into another alternative. Could be, you know, donor eggs like for my sister. Maybe it's something with my eggs or perhaps surrogacy, which is really 
considering, strongly considering, you see, and using my sister's eggs. Even though I, I want to see what my egg quality is like, I just have a better probability with someone that has the exact same DNA as I have. For the most part, we have the same parents. We look a lot alike as well. <laughs> I always think she's a little prettier than I am, but we look alike. And, you know, that would definitely give me a biological connection. And it would give me an opportunity to parent with my husband, which is the most important thing for me. So those are my options. You know, I can continue to try it myself and say, well, I'm going to try IVF and spend tens of thousands of dollars trying that and it may or may not work. Or I can say, you know what? Let me use my sister's eggs, right? Let me get mine checked out too. Because, you know, if mine, you know, I don't know, there may be a little miracle there. But let's have some options of mine, a donor, or perhaps my sister, which is still considered a donor. And let's go the surrogate route. Let's choose a younger body, just being honest, a body that hasn't been through the maternal trauma that mine has, and also a body that's not, that the, the level of fear is different. Can my body do this? Will it let me down again? And so I think that those, you know, that's a better atmosphere right now for a child, perhaps, to be honest with you, is probably in another in another body, my child, than mine. What point did you realize that for yourself? Is it something that you were always open to or was it something that you had to grow to be accepted of? No, I, I had not been open to it before, just to be honest. Last year, when I, I didn't know I was pregnant last year, I started looking into surrogacy because a physician recommended it to me. And he, he gave me that recommendation because he and his partner had been trying for a number of years and they had a compassionate, a friend of theirs who decided to care for them, which saved them a lot of money. I started to look into it around the summer of last year. And actually, I remember the last email that I received from a surrogacy agency was in September, September 17th of 2021. And I remember that date because I was going through my emails and I was like, girl, you were pregnant at that time and still you didn't, you know, you didn't know it right then, but you were pregnant looking into surrogates. And so after the miscarriage, the new year came in, different set of challenges came about. I lost my grandfather, a bunch of deaths in the family. And I said, it's time I get serious about some things. And I really want to be a mom. I've had too many people that I love to leave here and not see me achieve certain things. And they've all known prior to them going, passing on, that that was something that I really, really wanted because they all experienced most of my losses and the trauma behind it. And it pressed on me even more that I just didn't, you know, I also don't have a legacy in that sense to leave behind nieces and nephews, but I don't have my own child that I can say in my old age, when you may need somebody to take care of you, let me call my son. I'm going to call my daughter. I don't have that. And so in losing my grandfather, you know, he and my grandmother, of course, had children. It just started to resonate with me that really by any means necessary, I am going to go after this full speed. And as unconventional as I may have to be, it doesn't matter because everybody does what makes them happy at the end of the day. And that's the realization that I had this year. People care, but then people don't care. Even those that are closest to you, they care, but they don't care. I know, you know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. 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 And so I knew if I didn't, then I would be empty. But one thing that's really important about this process is, and, and it may sound funny, but I really want you to hear me and understand me when I say this, because sometimes people misunderstand me 
this journey that I'm on, this particular journey right now that I'm on, I have no children. This first child, and I'm married, this is for me. This, this is for me. I love my husband dearly. I know that he loves me. But if our marriage was to separate today or tomorrow, he's a man. He can go on and he can have a family with someone else. I would still be left with my same challenges. This has to happen for me. Of course, it would be his child as well. But this child, this first one, because I would like to have more than one, at least two, this first one, this is special for me because this is what I personally need. I will share with my husband <laughs> this child, but this child that is in waiting, this particular journey is for me. And that's one of the reasons when we were talking, when I emailed you, I don't mention a whole lot about who he is and what he does and all of those things, because this particular journey really is about a teacher and I have to be a little bit selfish about it. And I know that everybody's not going to understand that. It may not resonate with everyone. It may not sit well with everyone, but, and that's okay because this is not about pleasing everybody, but this is something that I must do for me. This is a have to. This is a longing that I've had for way too long. I have struggled. I have suffered primarily in silence for way too long. And I have muted my voice. I have been avoided. I have lived in shame because of what my body couldn't do. Shame after every baby that's been lost. And I'm tired of that now. And I can't, I can't do that anymore to myself because I see me losing my smile sometimes. I see me losing my joy. And that's not me. I talk, 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 and I like to smile and laugh and have a great time. It doesn't take much to please me. I'm a very easy person to please. A walk to the mailbox or something in my subdivision with my husband kind of makes me happy, you know? So <laughs> I'm an easy person to please. But in this case, this this has to be. And so um, surrogacy is something that I have more than just considered. It is the path that I'm on right now. I have an agency that I've chosen, but I'm still open to working this thing out independently because it's very expensive. I totally understand what you mean by I need this baby for me. And that, again, mm -hmm. what you have said is very real. And I've seen people break up because of fertility issues. And when you are the one with the diagnosis, that is your exact thought. And so I get that. And I think I, I don't think you're really all that as, yeah. as much alone yes. as you think you are with that one. I really don't. I think that's a very real and authentic place to be in. And not to say that you wish divorce or anything like that upon yourself or your family. And what would you say to yourself and to others in the community? Go after what you want. My dad passed about seven years ago and he and I had this great relationship this this beautiful father-daughter relationship but he had that relationship with all of my siblings and he wasn't the most educated man but he always had a way of saying things and comforting me anytime I had a problem he would always say to me all bets on you nay if you don't bet on you nobody else will and so for me in this time people may look at me and think I'm crazy because I'm fundraising for my surrogacy process so that I can get my sisters good eggs, over, good young eggs over there and get them in a surrogate. Listen, I have found an agency that's got partners in Nigeria where it's a whole lot cheaper, brand new facilities, maternity home, all of that great stuff. 
for more than half the cost of what it is here in the States. And I'm super motivated and excited. And I'm betting on me. So I would say find something that you can hold on to and all bets on you. If you don't bet on you, nobody else will. And some journeys you have to walk alone. Some people will meet you at the finish line. Some people will cheer you on along the way. Bet on yourself. For that and for everything else you've stated and reminded us, continue in hope, continue with peace of mind, and then also feeling inspired for whatever the next phase and moving forward looks like for us. And I appreciate you for being on the show today. And if you'd like to give your social handles at this moment for those to follow along your story or connect with you, you can now give you the floor back. Okay, thank you. Also, I have a fundraiser going. Would it be okay if I mention that? Okay, perfect. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. You can follow me at I am underscore Akitra J. And that's A-K-I-T-R-A-J. You can follow my fertility journey, my surrogacy journey at on Instagram at Sarah's Promise underscore zero four. And I have partnered with a really great nonprofit organization. Um, there's fundraisers posted to their website for me in particular. That's Hands of Comfort, I-N-C dot O-R-G. And if you want to, if your heart is, is, is telling you to give and support of me becoming a mom, you can find me on GoFundMe at A Journey to Motherhood, Sarah's Promise 4. And you can give at any amount, any time. But again, you can you know, also go to the website of the uh, nonprofit org and, and check out some of the fundraisers that they have planned coming up for me. But the GoFundMe is A Journey to Motherhood, Sarah's Promise 4. And my Instagram is I am underscore Akitra J. All of that information in the show details for you guys so that you can tap and go and connect with Akitra. Follow her journey, support if you have the extra income to do so or feel that to do so um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in to another episode of infertility and me podcast peace and blessings enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.